Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. Now, the show you'll be talking about. That was not me hemming and hawing. In therapy. Socks, socks, stupid socks. Felker and Mass. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5, the Sports Hub. Ellinger takes the snap and hands it off. And Wilkins with the run straight ahead into the pile. Mercifully ending. A 26-3 victory for the Patriots over these visiting Colts. I say that for this Indianapolis team. Again, they came into this season with lofty aspirations. Now they fall to 3-5-1. and one. But More importantly, from this point of view, the Patriots are 5-4, and four, headed to a bye before they take on the New York Jets here at Gillette in two weeks. Ended on Sunday, obviously, and we're still picking at it. What did the film show? What did the film say? We'll find out now with the big boy, Greg Bedard. It's a big boy Tuesday. Here from our Town for Tire Studios in Waltham, Maz, Murray. We got Kevin and uh, Jay Stu behind the glass, and Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal on site. How you doing, big boy? Good. What's up, guys? What the film show? Um, really good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, an overwhelmed Colts team as far as their offense and, uh, of course, what everybody wants to talk about, should be talking about. A Patriots offense that's just broken at this point, nine games in the season. That's they it. are it's completely broke. inept. It's broke. Yeah, I mean, look, we, let's also say that uh, between the past two weeks, actually you could go on three weeks, in, in, including the Bears, and say these could be the best defenses that they play all year. So let's take that into account a little bit. So the Colts have a legit D. They do. I mean, in terms of, you know, they have edge rushers. The interior guys, the, the better interior teams are giving the Patriots trouble. But And, and between uh, the Colts and also the Jets, they also have, you know, really good cornerbacks that you have to be careful of. And so you put those combinations together, and it was it, it's a tough deal for this Patriots offense where they are now. I don't think it'll ever look as bad as it has the past couple weeks because of the defenses. They're, they're that good. Um, then again, I should also say that's also um, the coordinator. What's his name? It's just escaped me. Matt Patricia? No, no, no. On uh, the Colts defense. Uh, Bradley. Doesn't Bradley. Matter. Oh, Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley. Yeah, don't usually the Patriots to- yes. tear that guy apart. Jo- Josh McDaniels used to own this guy. They had won, I think, like four straight games. I think they averaged almost 40 points a game. So, Matt, who, was did, the, who was the quarterback? I was going to say, did Josh McDaniels own this guy or was who owned this guy? 
Uh, Thomas Edward Brady. Yeah, I was just Pat- curious. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Either well, way, proceed. But in general, uh, this this offense is completely broken. They and it starts with the offensive line. I mean, they cannot, they can't block the run. They can't block the pass. Uh, there's the whole play concept, Matt Patricia part of this argument uh, that that I'm sure we'll get into. But right now, this offense is completely inept, and they need to spend the entire bye week figuring out how they go forward to be a representative offense because right now they are not. I don't I don't say this being a wise ass. Yep. I, I mean, but basically you can stop at they can't block. Yep. Period. Yeah, you can't do you I, I know you guys talked a lot about the quarterback yesterday and we will talk a lot about the quarterback today because I know Maz made a declaration yesterday. But as an offense, I don't care who's behind center. If you can't play well on the offensive line, or at least average on the offensive line, nobody has any chance. And, you know, you guys love to make fun of me for concentrating on the offensive line and, and the line play in general. Uh, I, You know, I just think that that's where everything starts and ends. And and if you don't, if you don't play well enough on the offensive line, the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. It's hey, window dressing. Just for the record, I just want to. It's not that I don't feel it's important. You know that. I just don't want to talk about it. Right. So, okay. so that's it's not that, sexy. Uh, both yeah. things right. can be true. It yep. can be important, and we can make fun yep. of you for it. Yes, okay. Thank you. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I fully acknowledge it's important. It's just you know. Uh, okay. How about Maz's declaration, Greg? Maz, in or out on Mac Jones? Out. How do you feel about that, Greg? I feel it's premature. I'm not going to totally rule it out. I mean, again, last year, at the end of last year, I, I said, I think he's the guy. I don't know he's the guy. We need to see the next year or two to to really get a gauge. But I thought that last year was a good baseline for a young quarterback. And let's see where he goes from here. Now, I, at the end of last season, I didn't think that Josh McDaniels would be leaving and they'd be replacing him with a defensive coach. Um but uh, I think it's way too premature. That there's way too many other things to to that's wrong with this team, this offense. Before you can even get into the quarterback discussion, for me. So you're accusing me of premature articulation? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> as I often do. Happens I heard you have that problem. Happens to the best of us. Yes. Just so yeah. worked up, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, I did. I got very excited about it. What can you put on Jones yesterday? What can you put on Jones recently? So, is there nothing you can put on him because you just can't? No, tell, no, no. I and look, he graded out poorly for me in this game. I had him for three plus plays, and now I did have the touchdown to Stevenson as one of his pluses, but then I took it away. Um, it's sort of in between. It's one of those I'm not really sure. I did think it was a nice throw. And, yeah, he made a one-handed catch. I don't think he had to make a one-handed catch. Uh, and it was tight coverage. It was a tight window. I thought it made a good throw, but I, I took that out. Uh, and I had him for seven minus plays, including I thought he was really rough in the second half. There was a stretch there after the Jacoby Myers fumble where I thought that there were plays to be made and and he wasn't making them. Now, I do think that a lot of it, or at least part of the reason, is that this whole thing, the whole passing game, the whole offense is being poorly coordinated. That you need to, as a coordinator, you need to leave, especially with a young quarterback. Um, and and, a, and they're all going to struggle at some point. Tom Brady has struggled at some point. Tom Brady's been sped up and played bad football, even later in his career. But at some point, the offensive coordinator has to leave the breadcrumbs to bring the quarterback back. 
into the fold, get him settled down, get him back into his rhythm. And Matt Patricia, given the last two weeks, looks to this point completely incapable of doing that. And that could sink this season. Thoughts, Maz? Yeah, can I, I, I'm glad you allowed me to interject, you, I was yeah, gonna, but I was trying to be polite. Yeah. So um, here's, here's my point. I am in no way letting the offensive coordinator or Bill or the coaching staff in general off the hook. You want to tell me that they're a bigger part of the problem? Fine. No problem. They are. You want to scrap the whole thing as far as I'm concerned? Great. I'm just telling you, I don't think the quarterbacks got the tools either. And that's a separate discussion, which, again, you don't have to take the cheese on at the moment. But I sort of look at the whole thing and say, I I just don't see playmaking ability, capability from Jones, Greg. Yeah, I I don't see it. That's fair. But I think that, like, you know, look, he's not he's not one of these, you know, tradey guys that you got that's just going to, you know, whether it's with his feet or with a great arm, like he's going to make a play. You know, you just you knew he was not going to be that guy. You you figured at at some point in time he would grow in to that, that that would come. And now I heard, you know, your big criticism was about him with pressure. And I understand because that's the way he looks right now. But the thing is, there were there were things that we saw last year, including in his very first start, where the Miami Dolphins threw the kitchen sink at Mac Jones, and he was tremendous. There were other times where he faced a lot of pressure, guys in his face, he delivered, he delivered passes. So I have seen it from him that he can handle pressure fine. I just think that you know, taking the leap now, I think, is taking out the the part of the discussion where accumulation of pressure, where it's just been it has been for him, not in Zappy's games, for whatever reason, the opposing defense, the way they they block things for him. You know, Zappy faced pressure like twenty something percent of the time. Matt Jones faces it like forty percent of the time. I mean, it has been unrelenting in his starts this year, and you cannot play quarterback in this league doing that unless you're just a unicorn. He's not a unicorn. I I totally give you that. And the jury is still out on whether he can be the guy to win a Super Bowl for this team. I'm not telling you that he can, but I just think at this point in time with what's going on, I think that it's it's unfair to have this discussion about Mac Jones right now with some things that are fundamentally wrong with this offense. Okay, is the offensive line performing below their talent stand their their talent uh, as a whole, are they getting less than the sum of their parts, or is it just purely the talent level up front, and this is what you're getting? No, I think they're playing below. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like, look, they haven't had Andrews, so you have to take that into account. Um, but that's but, two. That's two weeks. No, I know, and you're yeah, you're only talking about like one player. But I mean, you're talking about. I, I think Trent Brown's played really good football since week one. Played really well. Cole Strange has gone downhill. You know, he was he, he was solid. I do think the benching of him was premature. It's almost like the Mac Jones things all all over again. I did not agree with it. I mean, he was having a tough time, but all right, the kid really struggled against the Jets and the Colts. You know, the, Buckner's pretty damn good. So is Stewart in there and other guys. Like, I, you know, you knew. We talked about it going into the season. Little light in the loafers, little light in the britches. You know, he's going to have trouble against these bigger guys. DeForest Buckner is a freaking monster. Struggled against Calais Campbell. Freaking monster. Like, he's just not built for that. You put him out there, put him in position to succeed. 
I just thought it was premature. So Cole Strange has gone downhill. David Andrews has been rock solid. Ference is a big step back from even Ted Karras as a second-level center. Um, right guard, when who's been tremendous all season, Pro Bowl caliber. Right tackle's been a disaster, has not improved through the whole season. And, uh, you know, I just think you put all that together, the offensive pass game struggles, the blocking struggles. Matt Patricia's been spread way too thin. They need... They need help in those areas, and everything has regressed this season. Even from where it started, we thought, you know, it didn't look good where it started. It's worse now. Okay, let's take some calls with Greg. He also wants to get into a difference between paper offense and trial offense. I sort of like his take on that. Okay, we'll get to that. Your calls. Let's talk football with the big boy right after this. Worried about energy costs going into the colder months? Now is the time to make energy-efficient improvements to your home. The more efficient your home is, the lower your utility bills will be. Save even more if you qualify for the 0% APR Mass Save Heat Loan Program. Learn more today. Call a St. Mary's Credit Union loan expert at 508-490-8000 or visit stmarycu.org. We set a higher standard for banking. Yours. Worried about energy costs going into colder months? The Mass Save Heat Loan Program provides you with the opportunity to apply for a 0% APR interest loan from St. Mary's Credit Union to assist with the installation of eligible and recommended energy-efficient improvements in your home. Learn more at stmarycu.org. What kind of hard-hitting analysis can you expect from Belger and Mass this football season? It's going to be a stupid off. Belger and Mass. The sports up. Hey, Bill. Um, I wanted to ask you something about Sunday. I know after the game, several offensive players noticed that um, Shaquille Leonard was calling out some of their plays before the snap. And I was wondering, when you went back and watched, is that a result of any tells, or did you notice any tells that any of your players maybe had before the snap that would lead to a player like Leonard sort of knowing what was going to happen? And is there anything as a coaching staff you all can do to prevent that? Yeah, we uh, so uh, right, Mark. We we definitely want to prevent that. Um, yeah, I thought that there were uh, two or three plays for sure that uh, Leonard uh, really uh, you know got a big jump on uh, and and stopped us basically uh, on those plays. Um, you know, Mosley Mosley got a couple of those. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago in the Jets game, it looked like Mosley. You know, it almost looked like he heard the play in the huddle. Um, he was on it so fast, and and Leonard had a couple like that too. So whether that's um, you know something we were giving away or just something that that uh, you know he anticipated based on whatever the uh, whatever the keys were that he might have picked up, um, you know, we certainly want to try to prevent that. But I I thought that that definitely. Leonard for sure did it, and Mosley, I thought, had had a couple plays like that as well. Now that blows me away. Wow. That he answered that question. Mm -hmm. Didn't just grunt at it and acknowledged it. What's up with that? What? What did Linda spike in his cornflakes this morning? Like, she gave him some... She microdose him or something? Truth serum. What's up with that? All of a sudden, a real, actual, truthful answer? Like, no mumbling, grunting, snorting, lying, obfuscating? What? You're just going to 
I'm blown away. Well, copping to it, doesn't it let the offense off the hook for how they perform this week? I, I guess. Let's break it down. Here, just continue the answer, though, if you don't mind. I, I uh, but you know, Yeah, go ahead. So I cut it off halfway through on the rejoin, but let's just play the end of it. Uh, but, you know, that's what good defensive players do. And um, they anticipate things, and they are able to uh, sometimes get a read on on uh, what they think is going to happen. Uh, they're not always right, but sometimes they are, and they can certainly make you look bad offensively. But, you know, as an offense, you always want to be balanced and and try not to uh, give things away uh, to the point where you don't have something complimentary that goes with them. So, um, you know. That's that's kind of the the game within the game there. Obviously, if if a player or a team is stopping one thing, you if you have something complimentary to go to, then you can offset that. So um, we've certainly had had that situation, you know, come up as well too, where we we're able to take advantage of uh, whether it was a player thinking he knew what the play was, or the defense trying to play a certain play but not defend another play. When was that? Uh, you have to kind of strike that balance. You averaged um, two yards a play. So that's. Yeah, that's what yeah. it looked like to me, too. Wow. 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 That's okay. what it looked like to me, well, too. So the, the second half was bullcrap. We did have some guys where they thought one thing was coming and we gave them another. Uh, when was that? Because I, I, I can, in my mind's eye, I have one play where you may have caught him, and that was a Hunter Henry seam pass where he was wide open yeah, by, like, jump. That's what it looked like to it me, might too. might have been the, the screen pass to Johnny Smith. That, okay, that, that, that too. was a good play. Okay, they had that, too. But that even wasn't clean. I thought... Well, there might have been other opportunities that the quarterback missed. Well, so, like, I'm just sort of blown away by the transparency there of Belichick. Yeah, they got us on a couple. Yeah, it looked like he knew what was coming. You imagine that ever happening in the Brady era where Belichick comes out or Brady comes out? Yeah, yeah, Shaq Leonard knew what we were doing. Yeah, we were trying to prevent that, but yeah. And I'd say the week before, too, Bill wasn't even asked about the Jets. He's like, yeah, Mosley got us, too. It's almost like they were in the huddle. What's up with this? That? Yeah, it, it what, what's pre- up with this? It protects his coaches and the quarterback who are struggling right now. This is why he admitted to it. Is he suggesting that they're bugging the huddle? or Is he? No. No, per- seriously. I, I, explain, Murray. So, don't you, like, I don't know how you don't get this. Him, I don't. Him copping to this, you know, so everyone thinks they're down on the offense. Mac Jones stinks. Matt Patricia doesn't know how to play call, uh, be a play caller. They've been struggling here, but how can we be successful when the defense knows our plays? Well, but that's a huge failing on his coaches. I agree. Massive. That you're so uh, predictable or sloppy with your communication or something that they know what's coming. That's a huge failing. That's what bad teams do. And the thing is, is that Leonard is only, because he's been dealing with injuries, he's only a part-time player. He doesn't play every day. He played 34 snaps in this game. He only comes in. When it's like two tight ends, two receivers, like he's only in there for where the Patriots are in running formations, and so he had that. Dialed look, up. look I, I'm not super smart nor quick on my feet, so I need to process this. But there's some, there's got to be something behind all of a sudden, like Abe Lincoln here, Mister Truth, uh, coming out and you know all of a sudden, no, yeah, <laughs> since when does a reporter? Overhear something in the locker room that reflects poorly on Bill's team, and then he's asked about it the next day. He goes, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. They got us. What? Who gets the Patriots? Since Never. when? And you're going to so readily admit that they have they were picking up on your plays? Is he defending the quarterback? I, yeah. Or is he just saying, like, Let's the, defense, the last two defenses have been so good that, you know, we didn't really have a chance offensively. I didn't take it that way. I know. I mean, I, I, he's implying that they're doing something to screw it up. 
Well, and at least that's how I take yeah, it. Yeah, that's it's not as bad as you thought because they knew our plays. And then he can maybe say, I know maybe it doesn't line up in terms of because you said, you know, Leonard's been hurt, but Steph Gilmore's over there. Maybe he says, like, look, this is what we should be looking for. These are some of the calls. Like, there's some excuse-making there. That's the only reason I think he copped to it. So the only other question I have is the part where he talks about, like, they could hear it in our huddle. Well, I think he just, I mean, do you really think he meant that? I don't know. I don't know. Is John saying it too loud? I think it was just a figure of speech. He's like saying it was yeah. almost like I thought it, it was, was a figure of speech. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's how I read that. I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear it again, but in any case, when, whenever we get a chance, it's not urgent. He's letting somebody off the hook, though. I think it's Jones. So and my guess is he's aware of the criticism that Jones is going backwards. Jones is getting worse. And so now he's trying to rebuild the quarterback's confidence and justify why he looks so bad. Because mm. let's face it, he has sucked this year. And I'll tell you, but that really throws the coaches under the bus, which fine, they deserve it. You got defensive players calling out your plays. Uh, like That's bad. That's not good. That means you're getting outcoached. If the defense is calling your plays, you're being outcoached. So Bill is copping to being outcoached in an effort to cover for Mac Jones. But I don't mind that. That's interesting. Yeah, potentially. Okay, is he copping to being outcoached or is are his assistants being outcoached? Yeah, well, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Boy, that's interesting though. That is, I never that. that I mean, if the if the opposition knows the plays. Who gets the least blame? The players. Yeah. So, interesting. Wow. All right, anyway, back uh, to your phones with uh, Greg Bedard in studio. Chris on the Cape. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Mike. So, I think Maz is also – I think Maz is being a little premature on Jones, but he could be right in the sense that this leader of men to the buffet line, Patricia, is ruining him. And now he's probably ruining Cole Strange, too. Everything this gigantic bum is in charge of has gone down from last year. From the production of the tight ends, Kendrick Bourne, Mac Jones. One more quick point. I'm kind of sick of hearing that Nick Folk is the special teams player of the week and how great he is. He has been good. But if the offense could get the ball in the effing end zone, they wouldn't need to rely on him so much. This is true. On that first part, uh, Patricia's role and everything going backwards. I mean, you know, look, I don't want to, I, I don't want to have to slam the guy and it's nine games in, there's eight games left, but I mean, the scoreboard is what the scoreboard is. I mean, you know, look, last year, the Patriots had a rookie quarterback, four new weapons to the offense who hadn't been in the system before. And they were what sixth in points. They were tied for third and combined explosive plays. Like, you know, their DVOA was pretty good. And you figured that was the baseline. That was the baseline for this group, and they'll they'll take another step. And this season, they've taken about, to this point, about three steps back. And, uh, you know, it's fair to say, to this point, he has ruined Mac Jones. It's fair to say that Cole Strange now is off the reservation. I mean, it's... Um, and, and a lot of these guys... I mean, Kendrick Bourne, I, I wanted to bring this up. I didn't put it in the email chain. But there was a play in the fourth quarter. Now, maybe Kendrick got the play call wrong, but there was a play, first and 10 play with 14.55 left in the fourth quarter where he is aligned on the right, and he runs a dog crap route. It was a it was a pass play. Everybody else was running pass routes, and he jogged his way through it. It's the first time where I was like, 
what is going on. Now, maybe he thought it was a running play. Was this a play where they airmailed uh, Thornton on the other yep. side? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, on the on the near side. On the way other side, yep. Kendrick Bourne is jogging through the play, and I was like, whoa, what's going on here? That's something I haven't seen yet. So that was something that was a little alarming in this game. And so, you know, you look at everything else, the, you know, the tight ends being down, and it's uh, – it's a mess. It's this offense is completely broken, and and the question is, and this is where we were in the off season, are these the guys to put it back together again? It's so bad the opponents know what's coming, and Bill is okay admitting it. Well, we all know whether or not these are the guys to put it back together again. The answer <laughs> to that is no. Dakota and Braintree, what do you got? Hey, before I get to Bedard and the offensive line, one quick thought: could it, could the Patriots be covering up because of Noble? Now, Noble was a Mac Jones guy last year. He was their main main figure. I think they have Bryce Young as well. And then this year they signed a deal with the Patriots itself, right, to be one of their key sponsors. Doesn't it hurt Noble? I don't know the inner workings of it, but would that have anything to play and why the big cover-up? Because if Mac goes down, it makes their key sponsor less relevant. That might hurt. Now, switching over to you, Bedard, you keep making excuses about this offensive line, this offensive line, that. Do you know Mac Jones last year, his pocket time was 2.4? Do you know what his pocket time is this year? 2.4. You know what his sack rate is last year? 5% of the time he got sacked this year, it's 8.2. And every other QB metric against average yards attempted, rating QBR, no matter what way you slice and dice it, with the same pocket time, he sucks this year. So stop making pocket time about is this a stupid line. stat. That is the one of the dumbest stats was- I've ever heard in my life. Get out of here with that. It doesn't mean anything. Why? I mean, because most of the time it's like it's set up. Last year his pocket time was 2.4 because McDaniels got the ball out of his hands a lot. I'm just trying to look up like the amount of times uh, – you know, he felt pressure. I'm trying to look up, but, uh, you know. Go ahead. Hey, uh, Dakota, you in or out on Mac Jones? Out, 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 out. Before Greg, before Maz, before everybody else. I'm team zappy all the way. He's better for this offense, and I hate the excuse make, making for Mac Jones. Okay, thanks for the call. The fact that he says he was on it before makes me want to change my mind. <laughs> I had it first. <laughs> So I just, I don't understand why everything is going to fall at the feet of the coordinators. Not, you know, Jones can be part of it too. So that's all my point is, like, do I love the coordinators? Hell no. Do I think they're ruining the quarterback? Probably. But what were they ruining? How much was really there to begin with? I question that. So now again, that that's sort of an aside. The offensive line is a freaking joke. Right. It's a joke. The only offensive line I've seen that's worse was Indianapolis. That was a disaster. That wasn't even well, an attempt to block. And that's where I am on Jones. Like, I'm not saying that you're you're wrong. You could be right. But it's so far down the list. Like, don't get to Mac Jones. There's so many other things ahead of the list before you even get into, is this, you know, representative and, you know, the zappy people. I've heard, oh, it looked good against the Lions and the Browns. Let's set aside how bad those defenses was were. How to look against the Bears? How do you look against the Bears? Against you know a more representative defense. Mac played in that game, didn't play well. Zappy played worse, I thought. You know, so how how does it, how was how was this offense looked from the second half of the Bears? He made two plays. After that, Zappy that second half in the last two games, I think the offense has basically looked the same. It's been the same. It's been completely inept. Let's get to three up, three down with the big boy after uh, Murray gets updated. 
Worried about energy costs going into the colder months? Now is the time to make energy-efficient improvements to your home. The more efficient your home is, the lower your utility bills will be. Save even more if you qualify for the 0% APR Mass Save Heat Loan Program. Learn more today. Call a St. Mary's Credit Union loan expert at 508-490-8000 or visit stmarycu.org. We set a higher standard for banking. Yours. Worried about energy costs going into colder months? The Mass Save Heat Loan Program provides you with the opportunity to apply for a 0% APR interest loan from St. Mary's Credit Union to assist with the installation of eligible and recommended energy-efficient improvements in your home. Learn more at stmarryscu.org. Now, more of Felger and Birds on the Sports Hub. And now, it's time for three... Touchdown! Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Felder and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, more film study here. Three up, three down, three studs, three duds from Sunday's win over the Colts. It's brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with a triple distilled, triple cast matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Number one star, Greg. Matthew Judon. Uh, I had him for nine plus plays, zero minus plays. He was um, he was ridiculous in this game. Oh, Judon. It was easy. He was in the backfield more than Ellinger was, for crying out loud. <laughs> He, might, he was the one who was in the other team's huddle. Next, number two. Uh, Josh Uche, uh, you know, really popped. I, I wouldn't go nuts with this performance. I mean, he he will win against speed guys or looping underneath. I, one of his sacks was legit around the edge. The other two were kind of, you know, coverage slash, you know, the guy, uh, the last one, I think it was, the quarterback, was trying to escape the pocket. Uche looped underneath. I mean, he's... He's good. I want to see him do it against better teams. Uh, Uche gets the silver medal. I would tell him to enjoy it thoroughly and uh, place it on his mantle or his bookshelf <laughs> because he's not going to have another game where he faces an offensive line as putrid as this one. Number three star, please. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Just, I mean, outstanding. I had him for eight plus zero minuses. I mean, wh- where would this offense be without Stevenson? A- even though I will say... You know, they're relying on him in the past game, and he does fine. They really need – they need a James White. They need somebody to pop there, somebody who can get open against – you know, they've had him run those little return routes on third downs. He's just – that's not his game. He's not agile. He can't get in and out. Max missing that. He's missing, you know, a nice little outlet. Nick Folk, sorry. You're one of your best players is a kicker. Deal with it. Oh, and we should toss in Jonathan Jones there with the pump block and pick six. I mean. uh, agreed. The pump block was a nice play, right, Greg? Yeah. Oh, I know you're saying, like, who would think it wasn't? Me. Yeah, me too. There's nothing to be impressed with oh this game the other guys. day. He's a fast guy who sprinted straight ahead. It was time perfect. It really was. I mean, I mean come on. You go early. They could adjust. Like, he timed it perfectly, you know, See, this took is the a perfect path. This is what I deal a with tan- on a, a tanking team is, with a coach that knew he was a dead man walking. This is what I deal with on a daily basis. Lack of fairness. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> King Solomon over here. Three duds, please. Who's your number one dud? Cole Strange. I mean, he was 
he was basically a disaster when he started the game and then when he came in uh, at the end of the game. I mean, he looks like a kid whose uh, confidence is shot, and that is not good because he is talented, and you got to stick with him. You got I don't agree with the benching. Greg, give him a grade for the season. Quick. Just in terms of against the league average, I would say C minus. Yeah, F plus. <laughs> I think he's been a freaking disaster is what he's been. But my uh, my number one down, the offensive line, uh, class president, Cole Strange. He was horrible in this game. Wynn was bad in this game. Kajust was bad in this game. Fameron sucked in this game. The offensive line was a train wreck. They were terrible. Number two, Mac Jones. Uh, he wasn't good enough in this game. Took a sack early on in 4.1 seconds. I had him for yeah. uh, four deci- no, five decisions that I did not like in this game. You know, but I, I'm not factoring in Matt Patricia in this. I'm just going with he needs to he needs to make those plays, and he didn't. Oh, I love hearing that. Jake Bailey, cut his ass, <laughs> cut him. He's got to go. Two special not teams funny. on your own time. Sorry. He sucked. Oh God, was he bad in this game? Number three, Greg uh, Kendrick Bourne. I thought the first third down route he did not run hard across the field. It should have been a completion, and he had his hands the wrong way. Uh, he had an end around where he could have kept going to the sideline and didn't. He had the effort play. He gave up a – I think he had another run where I didn't like it, and then he had the fumble. I did not think Kendrick Bourne was good in this game and and another player who I think their confidence is shot. Mac Jones. I had Mac Jones third. By Greg Filgian on that, I'm glad to see that he included him at a higher spot than I did. The quarterback is not exempt. And I know Greg has a lot more on this. He's missing guys too. And I don't just mean the ones he's throwing to. I mean, there are guys out there that are open that he is not seeing. Greg, what did you want to weigh in on the difference between trial offense and okay. paper offense? Okay, so I have that right. You know, now that we're at this point, we have a representative. You know, because Mac was out with injury, and what's he now started? I think uh, six, six games, six games, and that includes the Bears game. So we have a little bit more to go on. And the point I wanted to make was. Going into the season, and we even heard this, I think, from the Patriots coaches themselves in terms of, okay, well, Matt Patricia can be the offensive coordinator because, you know, as a defensive coordinator, he understands what gives defenses trouble. He's going to have a lot of insight on how to attack defenses and stuff like that. But what that eliminates and what the most important thing is for an offensive coordinator to do, what their first job is to say, like, put the other defense aside for a second. And they've talked about, Matt Patricia talked about, oh, we're, we game plan. That's the difference in the play calls. No, no, no. Start with your own players. Like, you have to look at your own players and say, like, your quarterback or your offensive line and say, all right, well, we're not doing this well or we're not doing that well. Like, how do I get them back on track? And I made the a few good men reference, you know, a couple weeks ago. I, I thought another one here was, you know, it's the difference between paper law and trial law. Like this is they they think on on paper they can be offensive coordinators. So we can do this. We're gonna have the X's and O's. We're gonna attack defenses. Yeah, but once the bullets are flying, once you see, all right, my quarterback's a little bit sped up. Now I'm gonna simplify things. What about like you know, you see him they put Mac Jones into shotgun and then they're running Tyquan Thornton on this really long developing route. But Maxon's shotgun, and he takes two steps back. What's he supposed to wait for four seconds and wait for Tyquan Thornton to come all the way across the field? No. A good offensive coordinator knows to, to, for those late developing routes, if that's what you want to hit, you got to put them under center. you got to say, we're going to seven-step drop this, and then the timing's going to match up. 
I mean, this is what Josh McDaniels, you know, back when, say, Skarnecchia was here, and we talked about this, you know, the last couple weeks in terms of the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach working together. Josh McDaniels would say, this is the stuff that we want to run against this defense. Scar, block it up. You tell me, how do we, if we want to run this route, Scar would go to him and say, all right, well, this needs to be under center and we need the fullback and we need to do this. Like, I don't think any of that stuff's going on because guys like, you know, who know more about this than I do, like Dan Orlovsky, are looking at this and saying, none of this makes any sense. And that's what I see on film where it's just like, none of these things match up. You have all these deep routes. You don't have any intermediate routes. You want Mac to look to the left side, but then his outlet's way on the right side. Like, none of it makes any sense. And then Mac talked about there were plays where, you know, you're like, how come Mac's not looking to this side? You know, he should be looking to this side, but he's looking to that side. And and last year, I can't remember any instances where I ever thought that. And that comes down to coordination and saying, like, all right, I'm going to give this quarterback, like, in the, a half-field read where he has three levels of guys. Look up top. If it's not there, then check it down here. With this offense, it's, all right, you got one-on-one with Tyquan Thornton over here. Make sure you stare that down because we want to go after one-on-ones to get big plays but everybody else is to the other side. If that's not there, then you need to come all the way back around to Ramondre Stevenson, who's been chipping and got out late. Like it, none of it makes any sense. And that's the way Mac Jones is playing right now. It's not, it's not cohesive. There's not a really good plan. And to me, it just starts with the plan. They're not, they think on paper, this makes sense. They don't understand offensive from a offensive player's perspective. All right. We pick it up on the other side with your reaction. Don't go anywhere. Worried about energy costs going into colder months? The Mass Save Heat Loan Program provides you with the opportunity to apply for a 0% APR interest loan from St. Mary's Credit Union to assist with the installation of eligible and recommended energy-efficient improvements in your home. Learn more at stmarriescu.org. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Team. The most popular afternoon radio show in Boston. Back in your face. Suck it. Felger and Mass. 98.5. The Sports Hub. Third down and three for New England. The shotgun snap from the 31. Max stands in lobs to throw down the right side for Stevenson. He was open, and it's incomplete. In fact, it lands on the sideline. Could he pay again? Coming off the right edge. Kajust gives a quick one up. Speeds up Max's process. Now he's got to release it before he wants. Third down and two for the Pats. Stevenson to the left of Jones from the gun. He takes the snap. He's in the pocket. He's under pressure. He's hit as he throws. Incomplete. Looking for Stevenson to the left. And he was covered there by a Karakay. Wide open in the right flat, Kendrick Bourne. Jones, I think, predetermines this is going to Ramondre Stevenson the whole way. Never looks right. Gets hit low to knees, and the ball's high. Third down and three coming up. Shotgun snap to Jones. Four-man push. Back in trouble. Sprinting out to his left. Looks to throw. There's a flag on the play, and Jones is going to sit down on the far side. First of all, I don't know why he took off running. Second, he compounded the problem because it went right in front of the left tackle who's going to get snagged for a hold here, I think. Ugh. Big bag of yuck that series was. <laughs> you ask me like one word right now to describe the passing game, it would be wolf. 
Like W-O-O-F. Wolf. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's hard to watch right now. It's hard to watch right now. Yeah. yeah. They, can't, they can't get open. They can't break. You can't block. First and ten for the Patriots from the left. Hash far. Hash of the 45. Stevenson the single back. Jones dropping back. Looking to throw. Under pressure. Fires it down the left side to no one in particular. Yeah, Tyquan Thornton pulling up short. Stephon Gilmore with the coverage for the Colts out there. This might be the worst the passing game has looked in many weeks. Wolf. Look at Mac Jones and the offense's futility. That was a straw that broke the camel's back for Maz. He's now out on Mac Jones. I think Greg Bedard finds that preposterous, not to put words in your mouth. Uh, he didn't say preposterous. Preposterous. No, I said preposterous. Oh. What would you say? Premature. Premature taculation. Okay. He has a problem with that. He's t- he's getting medical attention. It happens to the best of us. Yep. They do have now have medication for that. It's mm-hmm. true. Malik and Haverhill, your thoughts. What do you got? Bedard, I see two major problems with the offense. I want to hear your thoughts real quick. The first one is one of the things they used to do very well was the power gap running scheme with the pulling guard, and there was the play action behind that too with the tight end behind the linebacker. I can't remember the last time they ran that play action play. And um, the second problem is I feel like they never set up a defense. Every time when it's play action, the linebackers are falling back into coverage before the play fix even finish. Is that because of a lack of run action, or do you think there's only a certain amount of plays in one formation so they make an educated guess on what play is coming? Yeah, great questions. Um, I think that in terms of uh, their power running game, I think I think one of the really poor decisions, There's Maz and I were actually just talking about this in the break, a couple of the poor decisions that they made even before they got started, number one, jettisoning the fullback. They could really use the fullback right now. Putting him in there sets us another gap that the opponent has to deal with in the running game. They're missing that. It allows you at least to to uh, give a physicality to your attack, and they're missing that, and they used to do a lot of creative things. Also, a third down back. You know, bringing James White back into camp. So why is that important when Stevenson's done so well in the past? So it's just because Stevenson is is good on certain routes. But what Mac really needs, and he hasn't had it the past two years, is just James White. This, you know, and Tom Brady had it. There were times where that's all they did was Tom Brady would look deep, check it down to James White. He'd make a guy miss, you know, a little return route, make a guy miss, all of a sudden pick up a first down. And they keep the chains going and keep the pressure off. And they just, they don't have that. As far as the, the play action game, uh, there's a couple things going on. Number one, the biggest thing is they don't set it up. They don't keep, they don't, and I've heard Dante Skarnecki at clinic on this multiple times where he talks about the Patriots play action game. And he actually says, and it was interesting to hear him talk about this, their play action game is actually designed not for the pass. It's designed to protect their running place. Like that's actual, the design of it so that they, you know, that the run can hit uh, as much as the pass. But the big thing is is that they don't set up the run action at all, and he's right. I mean, one of the bread and butters of this offense when Brady was here was pull the guard, pull the guard, and then pull it back, and then play action, boom, to the tight end to Rob Gronkowski. When they needed a play, that's what they would, would go to. They don't have any plays now where you're just like, all right, we're really scuffling here. How do we... How do we how do we get our quarterback back on track? They they don't have any of those plays, you know, right now. And I do think it's an issue. And also I do think 
Mac Jones's play action fakes, they suck. They do. You know, if 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 Mac was listening, I would say go watch Bailey Zappi run play action. He runs it right. Be was, more like Bailey. I was actually hoping you'd go bang action there because Maz always bang. gets a little excited when you yeah. mention the bang action. The bang no, again, action. I, I talk about premature articulation. Manny and Lawrence, go ahead, Manny. What do you got? You know, I, I like what what Bedard just said. So I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. But on another point, Mac Jones. I think one of the reasons they read the some of the offices, Mac Jones, in one of his huddles. If you go back to the tape, one of his huddles, he's making hand gestures, like telling the guys where to go, where he was going. And maybe they saw that on video, like if he was doing a sweep or something. And I remember watching that. I was like, oh, man, he's kind of signaling the play there. So maybe that's why they read some of the plays, too. So I don't know. Then what was it the week before against the Jets? I, I'm just flabbergasted that Bill copped to it. And so readily and openly and almost flippantly. Yeah, it's almost like they were in our huddle. Uh, it's like, Wow. Is that to protect Mac Jones? Maybe. I mean, it's to protect the players. I mean, what do you want our guys to do? They knew they knew what was coming. I mean, they got a lot invested in Jones. In so doing, he's throwing his coaches under the bus. I mean, because that just goes back to coaching. That you can't disguise something or you're so predictable or you're so, you know, whatever. It's just you're so rudimentary that they know what's coming. Last two weeks. Wow. Sean in Salem, your thoughts? Yeah, I called two weeks ago and said it. There's betting metrics that show that Patricia is the most predictive play caller in the NFL. It, it's just do nothing in the first quarter at all and then take a few shots in the second. They're still bottom in the league with 1.7 points per game in the first quarter, but top three in time of possession in the first. You know how hard that is to do, to hold the ball that long and not score? It's terrible, and it's the red zone. Under 50%, 29th in the league. Perspective, the Lions score 71% of the time they're in the red zone. And don't give me great. It's not the offensive line and all these excuses because look around the league, all O-lines stink, right? But guess what? Teams like the Bears, Titans, Giants, they all figure it out with what they have, not with, oh, what they should have. They figure it out. I thought that's what Bill does. Take players and figure things out. You need to stop giving Mac all these outs. It's ridiculous. He sucks. Well, you just said two different things. Uh, they said Bills up said, to build a the Bears or Mac Jones sucks. The Bears, Justin Fields, and they're moving the pocket for him. The Tennessee Titans, where they have Derrick Henry, who takes all the attention. Uh, I forget who the other team was. Like, you know, it's – look, it's different. They have a pocket quarterback. It was the same thing with Brady. You know, when Brady got a lot of pressure, he stunk too. He got sped up. He would – head would bob. He'd see ghosts. He'd be, he'd be running or whatever. Like – you know, we talked about the Rex Ryan defenses last week with the Jets. I got a similar feel. Um, you know, if, if you if you want to just rip Mac Jones, you know, go ahead. You're probably a Bill guy and and don't want to get into Bill and his coaching choices or what they're doing with this offense. But just just tell me what works on this offense. And if everything else is working and it's the quarterback, fine. You're right. To me, it looks like. Nothing works on this offense, so stop putting it on the quarterback and put it on the coaches. Well, the only thing that works is Stevenson. That's it. Well, Jacoby, Jacoby yeah, Myers well, on right. two okay, point something fair. yards per carry this, well, this week. I mean, I think the only thing that I can rely on is Jacoby Myers at the stakes on third down. Stevenson's terrific, but he gets hit in the backfield half the time. Right? Two and a half yards of carry, as Greg said. I don't think they're a reliable running team. I think they do one thing reliably well, and even that sort of wasn't there this last week, and that's Myers at the stakes on third down. But I didn't say running game. I said Stevenson. Yeah. Stevenson averaged four carry this game. The rest of the team was dreadful. 
So Stevenson, to me, is, you know, he's making guys miss, and you made this point yesterday, and I think yep. it's fair, that even when the blocking's not there, he's finding a way to generally fall forward. Not all the time, but overall, he's fine. I just, I don't, look, that comment by Bill, I, 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 you know, that's one we shouldn't let go, and I know we're not gonna. He's, I think he's defending Jones and putting his coaches on notice. They're in the bye. They're halfway through. What they've done hasn't worked. And it's Bill saying we got to figure this out. The other team can predict what we're doing. So we got to figure this out. And in the process, he defends Jones, which I think is a good move. They've got a lot invested in the kid. He's had a hard go of it. Zappy almost took his job like Bill was a part of that. And so now he's going the other way. And now he's trying to, you know, get it back on the beam with the coaching staff. That's my two cents on it. It's good. No, I think you're onto it. Uh, we'll uh, pick that back up. A couple open lines if you want to talk to Greg at 617-779-0985. First, an update from Murray. No commercial. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.